Hey traders, David Frost, My Strategic Forecast. You're here for another episode of Common Sense Market Analysis. Today is Thursday, August 12, 2021. We're looking at a daily chart of the SPY or Spider, which is the proxy for the S&P 500. What do we have on the docket today? Well, the market is once again pushing higher into no man's land. We talked about the 445 yesterday. That's where we finished the day, 445.02. They continue on their march to a specific destination. The destination may be in time and price, but the destination is certainly in time. The market has more time on the docket. Before we dig further into the charts, let's talk about time for a second. Earlier this week, we talked a little bit about shorter-term cycles. And I said that I had two cycles that really culminated this month. And they really culminated this coming weekend and then the following weekend. So we're calling it Friday to Monday and then the following Friday to Monday. So we don't know exactly what's going to happen. But we did say that if the market is trending up into this time frame, then a cycle would likely mean that some kind of turn will occur. Now, that doesn't mean a turn occurs on Friday. It doesn't mean a turn occurs on Monday. What it does mean is that the market is likely to culminate the current trend between now and Monday. Earlier this week, we didn't know it at the time. It was too early to tell. But if, in fact, the market was trending up into this time frame, Friday to Monday, then we may be able to look for a turn. You don't know what's going to happen Friday. You don't know what's going to happen Monday. This isn't something that you make a trade based on. However, I'll give you a for instance. And the for instance goes like this. The market is grinding higher. We're in the middle of a summer doldrum slash melt-up operation. These melt-up operations can culminate with a blow-off scenario. They don't have to. We don't know if we will see one but they can culminate that way. So for example, let's say the market picks out an item out of the news. We don't know what it's going to be. Maybe it's a surprise. Maybe it's something relating to the economic data. Maybe it's something relating to one of these multi-trillion dollar packages that Congress thinks we're going to pay for. Whatever it is, if the market decides to use that as we'll call it a stepping stone, launching pad, whatever you want to call it, if it chooses to do that and begins one of these melt-up scenarios like really quick into a blow-off. So it doesn't have to be hundreds of S&P points. It could be 40, 50, 60, 70 points. It could get the market sucked up to, let's just say, 450, 451, 452. Anything is possible. What we're saying is if that starts to happen, for example, between Friday and Monday, and all of a sudden we see the market really lifting off and it's going into the stratosphere. Nobody could figure out how high it's going to go. Well, what you're likely seeing is the ending of a move from this current trend. When will it end? Well, I can't tell you it's going to end at 137 on Monday. That's not the point. The point is then we begin looking for signs and signal of a trend change. They begin or start from shorter charts or shorter time frames, and they morph from there. So what we're doing is we're kind of just laying out a hypothetical what-if type of scenario. There's always a method to the madness. The reason why I laid it out like that is because the market is setting up 
for that type of scenario to kind of be on the table. Markets at new highs, we're leading into a Friday during the summer, it's likely we continue and close the week out at new highs. Can we gap up on Monday on some piece of information? And the answer is, yes we can. By the way, can we gap down on Monday on some piece of information or no information at all? And the answer is, absolutely. And those are the type of things that we need to have an awareness of. So what I'm trying to say is, it's very difficult to guess exactly what's going to happen. We have to see the market doing what it's doing and be able to read the tape in real time. That's something that inside the numbers members will get in real time. You like how I just slid that in, don't you? All right, let's get back in the lane and talk directly about the S&P, this daily chart, and others. Is there anything material that we can say about the daily chart other than, and you guessed it, the trend is your friend until it's over? You're not going to guess which phrase I'm going to use. I'm going to keep you on your toes. But in short, the answer is no. The trend is the trend. The trend is the dominant thing. The trend is what's pulling the market in a magnetic fashion to a destination in time and price. Sometimes we have the time. Sometimes we have a better idea of what the price is going to be. There are times on big turns, there are times, and little turns too, but there are times when we can identify both time and price together. And what I'll tell you when you're able to do that is, it's an understatement to call it a home run. It's more like the holy grail, the golden goose, the grand salami. Again, method to the madness. What happens if, and we're doing another hypothetical. This is a little out there. This is a little bit from left field bleachers. What happens if on Monday, for example, or Friday, we saw 450 and we saw some kind of intraday reversal develop? What would you do with that? I'll tell you exactly what you would do with that. You would trade that to the short side against the high. Again, it's just a hypothetical. Why am I telling you all this? Because I think it's possible that a scenario like that never plays out how you map it out exactly. But I think some rendition of that could be on the table over the next two trading sessions. We've had this number up on the top left, the 450 we'll call it. We've had that up on the board for quite some time. If you've been around a while, you know exactly where it comes from. It comes from inside my head, which is a dangerous place to be, and how I derived it. It was a purely mathematical calculation. Now... All of a sudden, we're getting kind of close by, and the ingredients are on the table. Friday, summer, I'm not sure what economic data is coming out on Friday, but whatever it is, they can certainly use it as an excuse to goose the market. We'll call this an awareness. Do we really have to look at other charts like the 240, the 120, the hourly chart? No, they're all at highs. We don't need to look at them. We'll move it along. What happened inside the numbers today? Well, in short, let's just say we pretty much picked off the low. We'll get to that in a moment. We wake up. It's a happy Thursday. We're waking up flat. No change from yesterday. The trend is your friend. That's the prevailing thought at zero dark 30. So we move along to the early thoughts. 
I would pay attention, maybe get out a sticky notepad and a pen or pencil, write some stuff down because if you're active in the market during the trading day, then this is information of value. Let's go through some of the stuff and then we'll go over what happened and what you'll see is they match the dog days of summer, aka the summer doldrums. Once the slow grinding market ends, it will mark the beginning of a new type of tape. But this is the tape we have now, so respect it. We respect Mrs. Market. So for today, the numbers look like this. Pushing higher puts them further into no man's land. The round numbers are all we've got to hang our hat on, void of points of reference in the past which don't exist up here. Therefore, we start the day with an awareness of 444 and 445 on a continued push. Just for a point of reference and a visual representation, here's an hourly chart. 444 wasn't an issue for two reasons. One, we go back to what we discussed last night. We had a breakdown candle high. That high was 443.73. What did we say? If in fact they get above that breakdown candle high, what's that going to do? It's going to release the energy in the northern direction. What actually happened today? They actually did the thing from a symmetrical standpoint. They creeped up the breakdown candle high. They dropped down, reversed the tape, which we'll get into later as to where and why. And then they got above the breakdown candle high and released the energy back in the northern direction. It's the way I look at it. There's 445. Those type of numbers become magnetic to the market. Sounds silly to some, but it works out most of the time. We know that because we discuss them all the time. We're discussing them all the time because it's based on what happened. Like today, the market was drawn up to 445, finishing slightly above 445.09. We also had the ES contract at 44.50, which fell in between 444.65. So those are the numbers that were going to become magnetic today. 444, 445, and 444.65 for the futures or ES reason. You need to know this stuff going in. Numbers are important to the market. On the flip side, inside yesterday's breakdown candle high, the one from yesterday, the one they closed one penny above, opens the door for another test of 443 or lower. Anything lower will be handled after the open and in real time. All right, fair enough. Let's move it along, see what we have. 9.35, and there it is. 442.80 to 442.65 should represent an area for a bounce if reached sooner than later. Let's get our faculties again. We're on a five-minute chart. Right of the vertical is today's activity. The two lines at the bottom of your screen are the numbers we just discussed, 442.80 to 442.65. Low of day, 442.66. Apples, how do you like them apples? We certainly don't get it spot on like that every single day, but we do get it like that a lot of the time. We had a buy-do trade. We'll get back to stocks on the move later. And by the way, here's the deal. So at 10 o'clock, they come in. It's showtime for the bulls to bounce the market from this zone. 
below 442.20 on candle closes, and the long trade is incorrect. That would mean it's an active trade. We're moving along. Step one for support is to stop the market from falling. So far, they're just hovering. It's the zone and important, and will set the tone for the rest of the morning at least. Did that happen? Yes, it did. The bulls need to hold this area to keep the short-term band playing on. Now, you know what happened after that. So what I'm going to do is scroll up, pause the video, read the notes, go back to the charts to double-check the work. The rest of the day was self-evident. What I did was gave a target. It's here in the notes. And then I told traders if they wanted to hold a trailer, it's not a bad idea. You can't know in advance in the morning session whether or not they're going to finish out the days on the high. That's what a trailer was created for. What's a trailer? It's holding a piece of the position. If you have shares, maybe it's 10%, maybe it's 20% of the original position. If it's options and you had 10 contracts, maybe you have one or two left over, maybe you have three. Anyway, we're moving along, pause the video, read the notes, go back to the charts to double check the work. And of course, in this last post of the day, we were zeroed in on 44.50 was the ES number. That's also magnetic. That corresponded to 444.65, give or take a couple of pennies on either side. So they went and did that. And then at the end of the day, they went ahead and did the 445. How about stocks on the move? So we had a laundry list today. And the first four out of the seven on the list hit their entry targets. So we're going to take a look at Rio, Exxon, Micron, and Baidu. Take note of the numbers. We're going to discuss the charts. The last three on the list, they didn't hit their entry targets. They're off the board. They're no trades. Rio Tinto, getting a haircut at the open, didn't do anything. Bounced around the number all day long. Maybe it's going to head to another destination after having a cup of coffee. Maybe it'll start to rally back tomorrow. Either way, it never actually gave the minimum required base hit, but it didn't do anything. It's not negative. It's not positive. It's just a dud. It happens. Gave you about half of the minimum required base hit. Kind of ran out of steam halfway down the line. ExxonMobil, not the same deal, but a similar deal. Came into the number. That was the number, found support, bantered back and forth all day long. It gave something, but never gave at least the minimum required base hit. So, of course, it's a no harm, no foul type of situation. Not so much for Baidu. So, Baidu closed yesterday at 164.95, getting a buzz cut at the open. 157.15 was identified. Bright and early, somewhere in the neighborhood of zero dark 30. You can all see what happened. Within minutes, you got about a $3 bounce. And then the thing went back and forth all day long. Here's a picture of a five-minute chart. That's what we're looking for. Looks like a falling knife. It's not. They're headed to a destination. They hit the destination. They turn around, and they go back in the other direction on a little bit of a rocket ride. I wouldn't call this a tremendous rocket ride out of the atmosphere or anything, but it's a mini rocket ride. And then we have Micron Technologies. So we had two numbers on the board bright and early. 7101, 6977. First number worked for a few minutes, 
Then they proceeded to the second number. So now we know after the fact, the second number or in that zone was in fact the zone of support. Now, I'm not sure exactly what it was about Micron today, but whatever it was caused my inbox to look like a junkyard because of Micron. We had plenty of traders in what I'll call Panicsville. Why am I bringing this up? Because they got into Panicsville, did the stock ever get below the stop? Then it dipped down later, but it never closed below the stop. The stop is based on an hourly close. The rules are there for a reason. I've been doing this a long time. Obviously, every trade's not going to work out, but the rules are there for a reason. I know on the hour is important to the market. Not every hour, every chart, every penny, not like that. But when I'm zeroed in on something and I'm zeroed in on a price, and if they're testing that price around the hour, meaning the bottom of the hour, the close of the market hour, hour number one closes at 10.30, two at 11.30. This is a.m. Eastern Standard Time, and so on. I know the hourly is important. You have to take my word on that. I know the numbers are important. You have to believe in that if you're trading the stocks on the move inside the numbers. You have to believe that the numbers are important. The stop is another important number. The stop is the last line of defense. The stop was 69. The low in this candle of the day was 68.81. They dipped down below to do what? To shake out the weak hands. Remember what we talk about when we talk about the SPY? It applies to any other chart. If they spike the low and their stops down there and the big boys, meaning the institutions, are looking for some liquidity where to pick up some shares, not that they couldn't buy shares wherever they wanted on Micron. It's a very liquid stock. This is a concept. You can't ever prove these things are happening or not happening, but the concept is traders are long looking for a bounce. They put their stops underneath the low of day. The computer systems see the stops. The stops are not for 10,000 shares. They're not for 20,000 shares. They're for 200 shares, 1,000 shares, 450 shares. These are retail people. The computers are designed to screw the retail people. So what do they do? They go down, they pick up the orders, meaning they run the stops. You're stopped out. They pick up the shares. The market reverses, and it goes up for the next two hours. They do it at an important number. How do we know it's an important number? I told you it's an important number because that's where the stop was. Here's a daily chart. Look over here with me on the left. Here, there's a gap. Now, the gap looks like it might have been filled, but it wasn't. The low in this candle was 69.40. The closing price here is 69.11. That's the gap. And by the way, some of you will say, well, what about this candle here? The low is 69.14, and the closing price here is 69.11. It still wasn't filled. So I'm looking at that. So it's around 69. It's just over 69. So what do we talk about with other stuff? For example, inside the numbers and other stuff. If they close below the gap, that's not good. If they hit the gap and they start closing above the gap, that's bullish, and it's ultimately going to lead to some kind of a bounce. They close below the gap, that means the destination is somewhere other than the gap. It's lower. Well, 69 is a big fat round number, 
you have a gap at 69 and change. By the way, here's a weekly chart. What's the low in this week? 69.14. Weekly breakup candle low. The stops are there for a reason. I don't pick these numbers out of a hat in the morning. I'm working my ass off. What's going on over in Camp IWM? No change. They're doing the same thing. They're eating time off the clock, hovering around these moving averages, building energy to make another push higher. That's what they're doing until or unless they close below two things. We'll give you two numbers. You have a breakup candle low, 218.68. We'll call that good on the daily chart. But then you have the 217.67. That's really a weekly number. Tomorrow's the end of the week. If they close up here tomorrow or higher, then they have built energy to begin making a push higher. It's not 2550 that's likely to contain the market the longer they hover around these moving averages. The longer they hover and go sideways underneath 22550, the more likely it is they're going to bust through. Last night we talked about this pivot high here, 226.89. That's probably your next target, but for me, the target is still 225.50 until they're above it. Then the next target becomes the target. You see how that works? What about the folks down at the transportation department? Well, they did the thing where they got over 14,760. It's bullish. We talked about this. All of a sudden, they in one fell swoop, or I should say three fell swoops, three days in a row, they got the trend turned back up in the northern direction on the daily chart. We don't know where they're going to close the week, and they're certainly not out of the woods. From a weekly chart perspective, you have two things of concern. A number one is right above 15,000, you have the 20-week moving average. That'll certainly be an area of interest. Then after that, you have 15,300 and change, which is the high of this breakdown candle here. That'll be the next magnetic target and area of what? Say it after me. Overhead resistance. Remember we said this. Give or take, 15,350 will be two things. If they can get above the 20-period moving average, They'll get sucked up there in rapid fashion. And the second thing is, it will be overhead resistance. And on the first hit, and I could be off by 50, 60, 75 points in either side, but up in that neighborhood, let's just call it 15,350, 15,375. There should be overhead resistance, and the market should not be able to waltz right through that area like it's whistling past the graveyard. But on the long side first, it should be magnetic and it should suck price right up into that area. Let's just say provided they close this week positive and are able to get into that 20-week moving average within the next day or so. What about the folks out in Silicon Valley? QQQ people. Again, nothing doing. They're above all the moving averages. They ran a test of the 20-period moving average again finish near the highs, the trend is your friend, there's nothing wrong with this market. When you see the weekly chart, they're hovering near the highs. That's it. XLF, new highs again. We talked about this last night. My target was 38. They kept going. Now they're at new highs. If we close the week positive and everything closes at new highs and everything gets sucked up into that 
vortex, if you will, that we talked about at the front end of the video, then the XLF really could have 40 on the mind. Remember, at highs in no man's land, there is no limit. In reality, there is, but we don't know where it is. And then we had the Lone Ranger today, Smash Mouth, another down day. So yesterday we talked about the fact they closed below that former breakout area. Today, they run a test of the 20-period moving average. Now, let's see if one of these two scenarios plays out over the next day or two. Think about this for a moment. We have the S&P 500 at new highs breaking out. We have other markets at or already breaking out to new highs. Not every market, but many markets. Money has been rotating around like a merry-go-round. Check this out. Let's see if we get another rotation. Let's see if they just recock the gun in the SMH. The SMH is on time. They pulled back into the 20-period moving average, staying above all the moving averages on a closing basis, and they did it on time. We play umpire calling balls and strikes. That's the bull case. The bear case is they tried to break out they got above the former high, and this is what I'm talking about when they recocked the weapon over here. They got up to here, and they came down. When they broke above it, that creates a former breakout area. They came back down to test it. First day, they closed above it. Next day, they closed slightly below it by pennies. Again, they always have a choice. They chose not to close above it. Then they close back above it further, but stay above the moving averages. Either it's a fake-out breakout scenario or it's a recocking of the weapon on time and they're going to go up yet again. Pretty simple equation. Get below the 20-period moving average on a closing basis and the whole going up again after the recocking of the weapon is on hold until and unless they're back above where they stay above the 20-period moving average. That's pretty much right where they are now. We should know in short order. If I told you how much I appreciate each and every one of you, without you, these videos are not possible. That is true and accurate information. We're going to pull the ripcord here today. I'm David Frost, my strategic forecast. Thanks again for tuning in to another episode of Common Sense Market Analysis.